0: And ladies and gentlemen, the cute, the handsome ones on the left, the ugly ones on the right. Sorry, not sorry, Zach. That's loud. I'm Robbie. That's Zach. Welcome back, Zach. We're uh, we're entering week six of the NFL season, week seven of college. Sad times. Now I can't even hear you. What the fuck did you do, you stupid idiot? It said the you- host muted you. You stupid fuck. I don't you know how to fucking mute people? <laughs> I barely know how to work soon. Trevor All right, had it a- so, Thursday. You fucking Isaiah.
1: Idiot. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome to the show tonight, folks. Welcome to the show. I'm riding a uh, emotional high. Just picked up my new ride. Gonna maximize pussy pounding in the back seat. Lots of room. Lots of room. I got a whole bed for me. Well, you and your dudes are gonna have some fun in that okay. back bed.
0: We're trying yeah. to supposed to be like a collective team. What's your name, Steve? Going to blame others?
1: Cheers, Thursday night, folks. Cheers. Ah. He Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Boy, do we have some MLB playoffs to go over with you folks tonight because there have been some upsets, crazy games, shit we did not expect to happen, except for Robbie calling one upset, and then me calling the other upset. So I guess we do know a thing or two here at the Sports Cave. I reckon we do. And why don't we start this motherfucker right from the top, right from the first team that was eliminated. The team, the last team in the ALE survived, surviving, sorry, gets swept. And Robbie, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Do you know what the record for ALE's teams was this year in the playoffs?
0: 0-7. 0-7. ALCS, where the Yankees got swept 0 and 11. Hi, Ant. Hi, Isaiah. There's Dad. What's up, boys? Who else is here? Anyone else here? You're going to have to stick around for a little bit, gentlemen. We got some baseball to break down really quick, and we're going to do the NFL right after.
1: Yeah, baby. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so, I, Robbie, I didn't get to see any of this series, but I mean, fuck, you called it. Um, And I think if more and more of these one seats keep going down, I think they will actually have to take a look and possibly change in this rule because clearly it's not. It's it's it doesn't help you to finish first place anymore. That was supposed to be something you earn. It was supposed to give you something that was a give you a little bit extra rest. But you're so right. The reps, getting your bats out there, getting your hits, getting the feel for the game, not having those four or five or five six seven days off where you kind of cool down, it makes a huge difference. And we are seeing it. We are seeing it tenfold here. We got the L. A. Dodgers just got eliminated. Baltimore Orioles got eliminated. Atlanta Braves, possibly the team everyone had winning this thing, or a majority of a lot of people had them winning it anyways. They could be eliminated tonight, so it's it has been insane. Let's talk Baltimore Orioles here, Robbie. What went wrong for Baltimore? What went wrong for the uh one of
0: the, one of the things that I said, pitching. The Rangers scored double digits, I think, two out of three. They might have done in game three. I don't remember. I just remember Adolius Garcia hitting a piss missile to basically call the dagger. Um the pitching was a big problem. And I said before to some coworkers that when you have Jack Flaherty as your best pitcher, that's not a good sign. Offense can only do yeah. so much. Once you face good pitching come the postseason, especially people who have been there like Nathan Navaldi and Jordan Montgomery, it's a problem. And it showed the Texans or the Texas Rangers bullpen was able to hold on. But the offense, Corey Seager had one game where he had four fucking walks. The pitching for the Baltimore yeah, Orioles was terrible. Was so horrendous.
1: I, three I feel up,
0: oh, sorry, three that I said that would be the difference pitching inexperience for the Orioles because the person in their team with the most experience hitting wise was Aaron Hicks and Aaron Hicks sucks. Whereas the Rangers, they have a World Series champion who won in Texas because of the COVID year and Corey Seager. Marcus Simeon has played in the playoffs. Nathan Navaldi and Jordan Montgomery have been in the playoffs. Mitch Garver has been in the playoffs. Point proven. There's already fucking four more players. Yeah. From the Rangers that have made the playoffs, than the one lone Aaron Hicks hitting side, hitting wise, well, three hitters. Anyways, um, that's the first time since Ali Rutram has been called up that the Orioles have been swept, and you know, first time it, it they got been,
1: swept all year, Robbie. They had not been swept this season.
0: Forget all year. Forget all year. Ali Rutram's been in the MLB since last year. That's how long it's been that they that's haven't fucking gotten swept.
1: insane, man. Yes. What, a, what a time so, to get your first in a while, eh?
0: The Orioles should be really active and to try to bring in some starting pitching, or let's see if some of their um, prospects could hopefully fill that void. But pitching was a factor, inexperience, um, and now that they got the experience, you know they can build off of this. It's not a failed season for the Baltimore Orioles. No one had them coming in first place, let alone having a hundred wins. It is a an insane, outstanding season for the Baltimore Orioles and they will continue to build from this. And I got no ill will towards the Baltimore Orioles being the AL East. I don't think you do neither. No, they didn't. Do I, I like wrong.
1: Baltimore. I like to see they that team, team do well. the right
0: way. I like the little fountain thing they utilize in left center field. They did a good job this year and I got no reason to root against them until they do something that's going to piss one of us off with our teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, it, uh, it was a tough, tough playoff for him, but um, Texas Rangers move on. And as Bob just pointed out first time in, Ages, I, I I was hoping Bob for some actually direct yearage on that puppy, but first time in a long time where two teams from the same state will face each other in the ALCS or just the championship series in general. Texas well, yeah, Rangers will take on
0: because you got you got the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres in the NL for California. You have the A's and the Angels for the AL. You have tech, both Texas teams for the AL. Yeah. I think that's it because New York and Chicago's A L N mm. L. Yeah. The only way we'll ever get to so, it might be the only. Uh yeah, it's different. Who knows?
1: Yeah. But they will be uh meeting the Houston Astros, who uh kind of made some pretty light work of the Minnesota Twins.
0: Well, the Are reason they, they back, Robbie. Two, the reason they lost game one was because of, you know, like we keep talking about the reps and they figured out really quick in game two, buzzers and trash cans, you know, possibly happening. We don't know that. Um Well, if you remember Zach, skepticism. I I took the Astros to win that series, and it's hard to bet against a team that's made it to the you know the playoffs seven straight years as division winners,
1: and have just been just bona fide winners in those years. I mean, cheating yes. or not cheating, we I mean obviously we know about the ones where they did cheat, but
0: but Still at, at got the got end of the day, I love Kyle a ball Tucker ball. and Jordan Alvarez and Jeremy Peña who yeah. aren't cheating. And Jose Abreu, who they brought in, who wasn't cheating. You know, credit to those guys. But fuck Altuve and fuck Bregman.
1: You want to fuck him?
0: No, I, I want to punch him in the face really, okay. really hard.
1: Well, Tuve, you'd have to do him like a like a regular human-sized body shot. Because that uh, would I'll just, just him.
0: Yeah, my, knee, my knee will be right there for his face. That's what I mean. You're I'll, like, I'll his Peter face is at you. Or, really he'll be Aljamain Al- Sterling. I'll be Peter Yantan.
1: But I guess not really too many surprises in that uh, in that Astro series. Kind of exactly what we expected. Um, do you want to talk about this next series coming up or do you want to wait till we figure out what's happening with the NL first and then do kind of a preview of the next round?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll do a preview of the next round. So let's talk okay. about the Dodgers getting swept by. Oh the Oh, my
1: goodness gracious.
0: Is this Diamondbacks? I guess this Diamondbacks team might be for real. No, I don't think so, dude. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Okay. The year the Dodgers won. It was a 60 game season, dude. 60 games. Come on. It's ridiculous. Um, because outside of that, you know, they made the World Series against the Red Sox. They lost. They made the World Series against the Astros. They lost. Yeah. The problem with the Dodgers this year was strictly pitching. Pitching was piss poor. And it showed that in game three, Lance Lynn, your starting pitcher, who went two and two thirds, was the most out of your pitching in the playoffs. Kershaw got rocked. Miller got rocked. And now, just seen uh, earlier this morning, Kershaw is uncertain about his future as he's going to evaluate his shoulder in the offseason. and not for nothing. Not even because he gets lit up in the playoffs, dude, that dude has experienced so many injuries. Yeah.
1: And he's, he's gotta, done his shit, man. He's, he's won. No sense in debilitating I, yourself for the future. If it means fucking pitching another season.
0: No, where their season went down after Dustin may had to get Tommy John surgery for a second time and Walker Bueller, not returning. Julio Urias being a stupid retard and getting okay. domestic violence for the second time. That That's, that's well, that's worth that we I guess well. that's warranted. It's warranted. Thank you. Absolutely. So um, pitching was the ultimate downfall for the Los Angeles Dodgers and heading into the off season. They should really reconsider. You know, I figured that they were going to get Shohei Otani, but he's not going to be able to pitch next year. Dustin Mays coming off his second Tommy John surgery. You don't know how Walker Bueller is going to look when he gets back. They should really think about making some moves for some pitchers because spend some money in
1: the, uh, for the, and
0: and Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts don't get a pass here. They went a combined one for 21 and the one hit that they had could have been called as an error. They don't get a pass here. They didn't show up for the Dodgers needed.
1: The big boys stayed home. Um, Maybe the reps had something to do with it, but like we said, it's not going to be changed this season. So uh, Dodgers eliminated. Diamondbacks move on. Who the Diamondbacks will be playing is up in the air. That could be over tonight as we are filming live Thursday, October the 12th.
0: he's heavy. A... Sorry, I what did you say? Game, I believe that game is on right now. Oh, shit. Did you check? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Eight eight o'clock. o'clock okay. We got Spencer Strider um, going up against Ranger Suarez, who has pitched one game in the postseason three and two thirds, four strikeouts. Uh, his career in the postseason: six games. He's two and zero with a point nine eight ERA. Eighteen in the third innings pitched with seventeen strikeouts this year in the regular season in twenty two games, four and six, four point one eight ERA, one hundred twenty five innings pitched, one hundred nineteen strikeouts, and a one point four two WHIP.
1: So Phillies have a chance to take down the uh, the big time Atlanta Braves tonight. Spencer Strider. They definitely get the the uh, the advantage tonight in pitching. I'd have to say. I mean, on paper, they probably have the advantage everywhere, but. Phillies are, like we said, man, they're a team that should not be fucked around with. If you look at this team on paper, they got all-stars all throughout that lineup. It just seems like everybody's stepping up, and it, it honestly, I feel like we are on our way to a Phillies victory tonight and another upset of the Atlanta Braves, back-to-back years for them.
0: Yeah, I I, I picked the Phillies to win the series, and I'm going to stick by it. Yeah, Even if it goes to Game 5 and they go to Atlanta, I'm still sticking with the Phillies. Um,
1: Obviously, it'd be nice for them to, know, to close it. on the. I mean, just the fucking I, that might be one of the most electric stadiums in MLB like just from watching shit throughout fucking it like they that that place just seems incredible to watch a baseball game and that's taking a lot for me to say because it's in Philadelphia
0: yeah no I agree with you Philly the Phillies fans for whatever reason aren't. I don't
1: mind Phillies fans you know what
0: I mean they're not, they're not as, as arrogant as the 76ers <laughs> yeah. yes and Flyers I wouldn't be able to know about the Flyers because I've been dog shit ever since I started really like watching hockey
1: we win, by the way, folks. We will have some, we will have some hockey talk later because we uh we we'll definitely have to talk about the first few couple games of the season. Yeah, but yeah, it'll uh, be interesting to see what happens with this playoffs here, Robbie. I'm uh, I'm I'm interested to see what happens tonight at eight o'clock. Uh, then come I, Monday, I'm folks.
0: Here, I'm here to stand up for the Dodgers, the Braves, Orioles, and any other team. Um, the Braves. It's going to be twice in a row about yeah. this playoff format. It is fucking. Dog shit. Um, last year, I didn't think we really got a chance to analyze because last year was the first year and you know, you got excited with the new format. You got to see teams play best out of three. We saw the Padres and the Mets go to the best out of three. Um, it was relatively good last year. Here's the problem baseball, your required reps. That's like what happened with the Dodgers, what happened with the Braves, the Astros, and the Orioles. Five games off is like saying one of your players goes on the ten day IL and expect it to only be ten days because it's nothing major, but you know he's going to be out for at least five to six games, and then he's supposed to go right back to MLB at the end of you know the end of the season, try to help make a playoff run, and he sucks. Well, he didn't have the reps, that's why they sent him all down in the minor leagues to work their way back up, and unfortunately for the Dodgers, that's why Mookie and Freddie combined for one twenty one, uh, one for twenty one hitting. That's why the the Orioles, the pitching staff, you know, they only get to throw so much, and the hitters got off to a slow start in game one. Um, oh, the fuck, Dodgers. I'm missing a team. Oh, the Braves, potentially. The Braves got off to a slow start game one, game two. They were getting no hit all the way to six innings until they had a miraculous comeback. So this is what you do. I don't say you get rid of the one wildcard team. Make it three wildcard teams, but make it a little bracket for them, okay? This is what you do. Yeah. Whoever finishes at the top, so it would have been the Rays, they get a bye, the two teams battle, whoever wins that game the next day goes out to Tampa or wherever it is, they battle. Actually, no, I lied to you. Just, I don't know, because you know what? You you need two wildcard teams for it to all work because there's four division winners. So maybe just make the bottom two wildcard teams duke it out and then you just go off from there. You know what I mean? It was better with the wildcard just like, you know, one game, get over with because you're in the wild card. You didn't win the division. You know what I'm saying? Like the division winners earned it. The wild card, you should be grateful that you got there and you should duke it out.
1: I I, I think baseball is like one of the only sports where like, like if, if you get a first round buy in NHL, it's, it's an advantage. You get a first round buy in in football, basketball, NFL, be any one of those sports, it's an advantage. MLB is the only one where I feel like it is legitimate disadvantage like, yes, you're going to end up facing the lower seed team, but at the end of the day, any one of these fucking teams making the playoffs is a legitimate goddamn ball team. I don't care if you come an eighth or you're first. You obviously have the skill to make the playoffs. So I, I, I think it is something they're definitely going to have to look at, and if it is more and more like this shit happening every single year where the, the number one seeds are going down, then it's definitely going to be something that be that is uh, discussed and changed.
0: Well, then the, the, other now, thing, the other thing you do, you could still have division winners and stuff, but why not do like a one through eight seating or a one through six seating?
1: Yeah, no, I'd be down for that. I think i to do something for it, but obviously it's not going to be changed by next year, but I, I feel like it is going to be something, especially just for all the shit you're seeing on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it nowadays. It, it will be something that will be looked at. I bet.
0: Yeah, it's got to be looked at because I want to say the Dodgers should really consider firing Dave Roberts because it's now two years in a row. The Dodgers have a combined 211 regular season wins in the last two years. Would you like to guess how many postseason wins they have? Zero? One.
1: Damn. One off. Cox Not suckers. Good.
0: Not good. But um, I got into a little bit of a debate at work today. Really, really good one.
1: And what was that about?
0: They're trying to tell me that Aaron Judge is in the top five player in baseball because of injuries because he's hurt
1: i mean he's probably he's at least top 50
0: are are you okay just top 50 i mean top
1: five is definitely arguable sure but like
0: they made they made it seem like i was fucking just like being a homer and like
1: if he is, if no, he is top five, he's probably reason. fifth. But I mean, it, he you could definitely argue him in there. I mean, he hit sixty two fucking home runs last season, so.
0: I'm yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. When the dude's at his healthiest, he's the best player in baseball. When he's at his healthiest, he is.
1: That's a problem, though, is he's kind of very rarely at his healthiest. Like, he does sure, deal with like, the injury bug.
0: You know, people will throw Otani in there. People will throw Trout in there. They're both injury prone. Harper, he's injury prone. Machado, he's injury prone. Tatis, he he's in, he's been he's dealt with injuries the last couple of years. The thing with baseball now is how do we define a healthy season? When I was growing up, people were able to play 160 games minimum out of 162, 163. It's very that's very rare to see a ball player do nowadays with yeah. all, all the resting and shit. So what do we define as a healthy season? Is it 155? Is it 150? 145, 140.
1: Probably something above 145 would have to be my uh would have to be my guess. But that would be my guess, Love.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I got into a nice little fiery debate at work. Um I want to say another thing. I want to bring up another team. I was thinking about these things at work today and how to like some teams can improve, some teams can, you know, move on from what they need to. And I thought about a team that can improve that was arguably the biggest failure of a team this year in MLB. Could you guess who I'm thinking of?
1: The New York Mets. Nope. San Diego Padres. Nope. New York Yankees. Nope. I'm going to be the biggest fail in baseball this year.
0: Mm-hmm. It's right there. It's smacking you in the face. The Blue Jays? It's a, it's a little bird, but it's not the Blue Jays. Cardinals? The Cardinals. The Cardinals right now should fire their manager and bring in Gabe Kapler, ASAP. There's no reason with the roster constructed that they should have had a losing season and be the worst team in the NL Central. There's zero reason. Bring in Gabe Kapler to fix that shit up. The I'm manager, time to shake it up. Asked, it's time to fucking get him out and bring in a valuable manager like a Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler for what he had to deal with with the roster constructed with the San Francisco Giants did a great job this year. They were in the wild card hunt for a good portion of the season until it just kind of fell off towards the end. To me, I think Gabe Kapler is a good manager. And a team like the Cardinals that has a good roster constructed, they should bring him in, and they'll see the improvements next year.
1: Well, I think they're definitely going to be looking at making a change in that uh, in that managerial spot. I mean, like you just said, that there's no way that team on paper with that roster is finishing last place in that division. So questions have to be answered here if you are the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, and it's going to be very interesting to see what they do in this uh, offseason.
0: Yeah, I'm ready for the baseball offseason. I'm ready.
1: Well, me and you are both ready for it because we've been in it now for a couple of weeks. And Deshaun Watson is out again against the 49ers. So
0: PJ Walker, the XFL legend.
1: Okay, PJ Walker, likely to start. Okay. Maybe
0: better than that fucking rookie that you had. That rookie Yeah, spunk.
1: My God, he did terrible. You know what, Robbie? why don't we get into some football talk here? Are you yeah, do you have anything else for baseball?
0: Up, no, before we get into picks, we got like a lot of news to break down as well.
1: All right. I didn't have any news to break down, to be honest with you. I didn't put any news on there. Oh, I got. It. Oh, there we it. go. It's all the it. top of your naggy.
0: And I encourage you know our football listeners here to uh, blur out some news as well in case we miss anything that uh, you want us to talk about. But uh, yep, let's get the shit rocking and rolling. I'm going to start off with the first thing. Denver Broncos basically seems like they're ready to move on. They have traded Randy Gregory to the 49ers, which I believe we broke down last week. They are now looking to trade or waive uh, edge rusher Frank Clark. Off the team, they're taking calls for Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, It seems like they're going into a full, full rebuild. And the one name that wasn't mentioned in any of that was Russell Wilson.
1: Now, would that be because nobody wants Russell Wilson? Is that possible? Because his contract is massive and he is absolute dog shit.
0: Russell Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks in football. Well, he's definitely
1: showing that this season. He is definitely showing that this season.
0: Yeah, it, it hasn't looked good at all this season. And I don't blame him. You know what? It's like we can't figure it out. Why try to, you know, keep bringing people in and do that and just start fresh, start brand new. Well, You're not gonna you-, fire, you shouldn't fire Sean Payton. You got to Sean Payton with the resume that he has. You have to stick around with him for at least yeah. year, year three.
1: Let him see what he can do with this team. But, I mean, if I'm a team at the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm probably making a call about one of those receivers.
0: They have to. I'll tell you what team has going to make a call for one of those receivers. The Chiefs, the Patriots, the Giants, the Giants, especially because they can't fucking get any separation. Those receivers. Um, What's another team? Help me out here, Zach. I named three.
1: The Browns could probably use another receiver besides Cooper. But I mean, if Watson's not playing any fucking games and.
0: Then... The Ravens can make a call.
1: Yeah, their receiver seems to be dropping balls left, right and center
0: the rams can make
1: a call there's a few teams i'm sure they'll be picking up that uh that phone and extending a call towards Mr. Denver Branco because you know like said- it, it, it is it's time to blow it up over there man it it, it is a disaster zone i mean it, the team is if you look at the team on paper it's really not well, i mean it's not a great team on paper but it's not a team that should be fucking getting destroyed like this night in and night out
0: I had them coming in second, the uh, AFC West. I thought with Sean Payne coming in, they really turned it around.
1: I think we both had that mindset, and clearly we are, uh, as you said earlier, we're retarded.
0: Um, well, I never said we're retarded, so you can speak for yourself. Um, um, You're right there with me, retard. No. Um, Barry said Pat Sertain is completely off-limits and untouchable, and they should really reconsider that because if they're going to go through a re- you know crazy rebuild, they can get a lot of picks back that they gave way to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad way of doing it. Speaking of which, i want to see if the Seahawks have oh, the yawns. Broncos pick for this year because that would be a problem for them. Broncos trade. Oh, Let's see. Broncos, Broncos, Broncos. Let's see. So they have the... Oh, they got all the picks used already, I guess. So the Broncos have their... Uh, First-round pick for this upcoming draft.
1: Oh. Well, that's good because imagine they didn't. Did they get, like, fucking first or second overall? Yeah. Yeah, the Seahawks. Which, like, I able- mean, at this point, it doesn't really look like that's out of the equation.
0: It's not. Worst teams in football right now in terms for the lottery are the Panthers, the Broncos, the Patriots, the Giants. The Bears. The Bears are there. The Panthers pick goes to the Chicago Bears, so they have two picks right there. Yep. Yeah. Fuck.
1: I mean, Bears. I mean, it is actually a legitimate possibility they get first and second overall.
0: It is, and the Panthers have also been in the market about receiving as well. So maybe we see them uh, make room for a uh, wide receiver. All right. <sighs> so that's with the Denver Eagles. Broncos. Let's talk some injuries. The biggest injury coming out this week is Justin Jefferson, who is going on the IR with a hamstring injury, yeah. uh, guaranteed to miss at least four weeks. They got the Bears this Sunday, and I'll read you the rest of their schedule, Zach, and you tell me what you would do if you were uh, the Minnesota Vikings, all right?
1: I wouldn't do nothing if I were them. I would lose all the next four of these games, and I would lose as many games as I can this season to solidify a good draft pick because there is no sense of being in the
0: middle of the pack team. They have at Chicago on Sunday, home against the Niners Monday Night Football, at Green Bay, at Atlanta, and then home against the Saints, where I think he's first eligible to return. If he's not, then at Denver. So when we look at this, I think they could probably beat the Bears. You'll yeah. find out. It's nothing definitive. Um, they're going to lose to the Niners. Yeah. At Green Bay, probably lose. Uh, at Atlanta, they could probably lose, too. Atlanta plays really well at home. It's time to trade Kirk Cousins. And if Kirk yeah. doesn't want to trade, then that's completely... He has a no-trade clause. Good for him. You know what I mean? Because... There he asked him. He said he's already focused on the Bears. That's where his mindset is at, and he's looking for, you know, that's all he's looking forward to. He's not looking forward for any other opportunities. And there's a couple teams that we could see go get Kirk Cousins. Any teams come to mind for you, Zach? I got two.
1: Well, I mean, there's definitely a few teams that come to mind. Obviously, the biggest one would be that the Jets would obviously pop up
0: in there. Who'd you say again? Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Two, I got two teams. That was one of them. I have the Jets as one, and there's another team. The, pay, the
1: Patriots obviously could be another one we're looking at. Um, I mean, those will be the two that are jumping off the page. Yep, I agree. It, it'll so, be interesting to see what happens. I, I think with this injury, I mean, obviously the season wasn't going the way they wanted it to go anyways, but I think now the writing's on the wall where it might be time to move them. You know, start fresh, get a good draft pick next year. I mean, you're near the bottom of the list anyways right now, so... Part ways with because I mean clearly or Kurt because clearly it's not uh, it's not happening with him.
0: No, um, I gotta check all my fancy lamps make sure I don't have fucking Jerry Judy in them. Um, yeah, um, the Vikings' best chance of winning the Super Bowl was last year. Didn't get the job done. They got rid of a ton of players this offseason. They moved on from Dalvin Cook. They moved on from Zedarius Smith. They moved on from Adam Thielen and. It can Patrick Peterson. It can really bite him in the ass. You know, all those guys that they got rid of had, you know, enormous impact on their team last year. Alexander Madison stinks. The defense stinks. Uh, Jordan Addison has kind of stepped up, but I don't think it's the same impact as Adam Thielen. TJ Hawkinson has looked okay. If you're a Vikings fan, it's nothing new.
1: It's time to reset. It would would be my uh, advice to Minnesota Vikings fans.
0: And we shall see. Um, another injury for the Jets, um, unfortunately, and it, I believe it's another Achilles injury. Elijah Vera Tucker, their offensive lineman, arguably their best offensive lineman for the dog shit offensive line that they have is out for the year with an injury. Achilles or ACL related. So now if you're Zach Wilson, if I'm the the Jets, I really would consider running some plays that he played in college where he's out of the pocket and making a play. Because yeah. we see what he could do in the pocket, he stinks.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, bringing it back to his roots will, you know, maybe it'll generate some confidence for him. Because if he's, if you actually look at some footage of Zach Wilson back in college, he fucking was fucking really good. He was amazing. Obviously, it's college; so it it doesn't really or doesn't always translate to the bigs. But I don't know. Maybe that kid is he's a little bit of a confidence boost, bringing it back to what he's uh, what he knows and what he did so well. Maybe yeah. that's what he needs.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, the rookie running back for the Dolphins, Achane, yeah. right? Achane is his name. Yeah.
1: He's on the IR2, uh, four-weekers.
0: Yeah, it, act- it, it could actually be season-ending, potentially. Oof. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with Justin Jefferson, too, who's like in a contract dispute with the Vikings. He could play that off, you know what I mean? And maybe yeah. they play it off Trey Kirk, and they say, you know what, we're going to fold in the season. It could really shit on the plans for Justin Jefferson. Um, but Achane is out. Uh, Jeff Wilson is practicing and hoping to make a return soon. So that is big news for you know assistance for Raheem Mostert. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of injuries have been picking up as of late, and yeah, fucking. Sucks.
1: Yeah, they have been flying down, but it is football. It is football. Um, thank God, nothing too too bad. But we got to report these things, folks. It's the it's not the fun part of our job. It is not the fun part of our job.
0: Yeah, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything else. I'm going to load up the NFL app here, uh, see if there's any other news that I potentially missed out on. And while you
1: are doing that,
0: I will load up my picks. Oh, I got those. I already got those, baby. Is that where we're going? We're going to our NFL picks. I'm just getting mine ready for you. You look at your. Send me all your picks so I could go through all mine and then I could tally up everything. So I don't remember if you're up two or what it is.
1: Okay, do you want me to send you mine from the other weeks or saying?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll do that after the show. Yeah, okay. Other All right, well, well throw- yeah.
1: should I start us off?
0: My dad's right. Josh Norman uh, signed with the Bills to help the void with uh, Tredavious White, who was out for the year. He last played for them when Derrick Henry stiff arm the fucking shit out of him like a little bitch.
1: Yeah, the Bills need every help they can get right now in defense. They are depleted.
0: They are. And if they face the Dolphins in the playoffs again with that defense, they're fucked. Yeah.
1: Hope your buttholes are ready to get gaped. Oh
0: know. wow. Okay. Picks Anyways, Thursday my, night football.
1: My picks here. Thursday night football. We have a real barn burner here, folks. Uh two heavyweights going on. at the Kansas City Chiefs, actual heavyweight against the Denver Broncos. Uh not so much of a heavyweight. Um I'm not even sure what the spread is. I think the spread was like 14 points or something like that for this game. It was no, high. stop.
0: You're fucking lying. You're lying. I, it
1: high? might have been 13 and a half. It was it was double digits for sure.
0: Holy shit! I'll get it for you. That's insane. Let's go on the ESPN app here because it shows it spreads on here. Kansas City, home minus ten and a half favorites.
1: Minus ten and a half. Okay, so not as high as I thought, but still very high. Um, Robbie, I, I definitely have the Chiefs in this one.
0: Yeah, I definitely going with the Broncos. I'm just kidding. I'm going with the Chiefs. <laughs> going with the fucking Kansas City Chiefs.
1: So that was a tough one for me and Robbie there to start our Sunday morning picks. We have our third London game. Our third and final, I think it's the final one, right?
0: I believe so. I know they play some games in Germany.
1: The final installment of the London game. By the way, folks, we've had two out of two London games have, in fact, hit the the London under, so keep that in mind if you're betting your money away Sunday morning at 930 we have the Ravens and the Titans facing each other here, and uh, I, I just think after last week, the Baltimore Ravens are going to come out very strong, and I'm going to have to take them over the Tennessee Titans. Mr. Robbie.
0: Uh, I also forgot to mention Anthony Richardson got put on the IR for his shoulder injury, too. I forgot to mention that.
1: I think we t- I think we mentioned that last episode.
0: Maybe. We were, t- we were I mean, talking I mean, about
1: how I mean, Minchumania is just looking fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, Ravens, Titans. Um, God, this is always those games of the Titans. Or it's it's like a tough want- one. It is, but maybe Lamar's receivers are actually catch the ball this time. So, for that reason, I'm going to go with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Let's see which team really suffers with jet lag. And I'll tell you what, Zach. I am considering sitting Derrick Henry for this game.
1: Well, he has not looked very good whatsoever this season.
0: He hasn't looked good. And with the jet lag, I don't
1: know. That's true. You know what, though? I I was reading some shit about Derrick Henry. He is right at that statistical standpoint where running backs apparently just dive off the face of the earth. So he's kind of feeding more and more true into those stats, but uh, we'll see if he can make some sort of a rebound this season. Yeah. All right, Robbie, we have a, a, a an interesting one coming up here. The Washington Commanders against the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Falcons are minus two and a half point favorites.
1: Falcons are minus two and a half point favorites. Robbie, I have the Commanders winning this game. I'm taking yep. a bit of a bold one here.
0: Yeah, give, me your, give me your explanations as to why you're taking the commanders. I just,
1: I don't know. I Desmond Ritter had that great game last week, but other than that, he has looked completely lackluster. Not to say that Sam Howell has looked fantastic either, but I think if if we're doing a quarterback comparison, I'd have to give the edge to Sam Howell over Desmond Ritter. Two, two uh, young guns in the game. Um, B. John Robinson has looked fantastic, obviously, for Atlanta, but really, other than that, I don't really like, I mean, who else do they have?
0: Uh, Drake London. Kyle I guess be, you need a,
1: a decent quarterback, though, to connect with those two. And I just do not see Desmond I mean, having back-to-back games like that.
0: They got a very good offensive line, too. So, I mean, I think there's a chance, maybe. Um, I, I did pick the Falcons, and here's why. They're one of the best teams at home dating back to last year. And this year, they're 3-0 at home. Don't be confused with their loss against the Jaguars. That was in London. They are 3-0. At home this season, and the Commanders are riding a three-game losing streak in which they've lost 37-3 to against the Bills, 34-31 overtime against the Eagles, and 40-20 to against the Bears. Their two wins have come off the Cardinals week one, and the Denver Broncos in a miraculous comeback.
1: Yeah, now that you explain that, I don't think my pick is very good, but you know what? I'm sticking strong with it.
0: You're damn right you're sticking with it, you fucking little bitch.
1: What the fuck did you just hear me say? You better shut that cocksucker up over there, okay? I'm talking about your lips. 49ers against the Cleveland Browns, Robbie. And as a proud Browns fan, I can tell you this, folks. Listen up closely here. The Cleveland Browns are going to get fucking decimated Sunday afternoon Mm -hmm. by the San Francisco 49ers. Just found out wind, just caught wind, rather, that uh, Deshaun Watson will be sitting out his second game in a row. Uh, Now, apparently Deshaun Watson, uh, the first time he was out, my dog is just going mental up there. I don't know if you can hear that. The first game he was out, he was medically cleared to play, and it was his decision not to play. So, I don't know if that's the same shit going on here. But uh, obviously, as a Browns fan, I just gotta hope that he's all right. But also, get back in there and start fucking playing. Do you think after missing that game, then having a bye week, you'd be good to go in that one? So, also question marks about Miles Garrett. I know he left the last game in a walking boot. He has had two weeks now to uh, to heal that injury, but uh, I haven't seen anything about him if he's playing or not. So. Just keep that in mind, folks. Keep that in mind. I'm going to take the
0: San Francisco 49ers. Deshaun Watson. No, Deshaun Watson. I'm going with the Niners, who are nine and a half point favorites, and I'll probably go up even more with P.J. Walker's the quarterback.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for us, Browns Nation, here. Dog pound, baby.
0: Okay. On, give me your best bark. Give me your best bark. Come on. Ruff. Dog pound. That's it.
1: Ruff. <laughs> New Orleans Saints, Houston Texans, Robbie. I've been going first on all these fuckers. I want to hear who your bitch ass has in this.
0: Well, the Saints are uh, one and a half point favorites heading into Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, second game with Alvin Kamara, where you saw it made an immediate impact. They are three and two on the season. Uh, we won't talk about last week. Last week, they're playing a Pee Wee football team. Not really anything impressive whatsoever. Um, the Texans are, I believe, oh, they are two and three on the season. They have two impressive wins against the Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then they have uh, a bad loss against the Ravens in Week 1, close one with Atlanta, where they just lost off a game-winning field goal. And for those reasons, everything that I said, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints taking down the Texans in Houston.
1: God, I was really hoping you are going to take the Texans in that one, Robbie, because I, too, have the New Orleans Saints winning that one. But would I be surprised if CJ Stroud did CJ Stroud things? No. Another thing, too, that I, I I could see the Houston Texans winning this game, but I did think the Saints. Another thing, too, I'd like to say about CJ Stroud. Are we at the point now like where it like the, the mentality of not throwing an interception might be fucking with him a little bit? Like, well, whereas when he first came into the league, it was probably just get out there and play free fall, throw that ball, you know, do what you got to do. Now it's probably in the back of his head. Hey, don't make any stupid mistakes. You haven't thrown an interception yet. Don't make any dumb mistakes.
0: CJ Stroud gives me that vibe of someone who's very, very confident in himself and not second guessing anything. Let's not forget, Nico Collins wasn't anything special last year with Davis Mills, and that's been his best receiver. The only thing really impressive with the Texans last year was Damian Pierce. And it hasn't been him this year, it's been CJ Stroud. So for me, I don't think he, I don't think he had any lack of, you know. Uh, positivity. I think he's completely positive every time going into the game and thinking I could do this.
1: I'm not saying that. I just think it could be in the back of his head, like, "Hey, man, but if
0: it know. happens, I I would feel a sense of relief at this point because now I'm in week six. Yeah, I still interception yet. It's like, all right, thank God I got that monkey off my back.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then now, you, then you get back to just fucking slinging that motherfucker.
0: Sling that. But bitch.
1: hey, let's keep it going. I want to see one in week 14. That's when I want his first one.
0: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Miami Dolphins against the powerhouse Carolina Panthers. This one took a lot of debate, Robbie, but I was able to settle on taking the Miami Dolphins to defeat the Carolina Panthers. Same,
0: I'm not going into any further. I don't think there's
1: really any explanation need for that one, folks. That one's a pretty obvious one. One that is not so obvious: Cincinnati Bengals against the Seattle Seahawks. Now I know we got Joe Burrow looking like a bit a bit more like Joe Burrow last week. Jamar Chase had a had a season breaking game. Are they able to ride this momentum into this game against Seattle? I'm here to tell you, Robbie, I'm not going to make the same mistake that I made last week, and I will in fact be taking the Cincinnati Bengals in this game to defeat the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take them to take down the Seahawks as well. The Seahawks are a sneaky three and two this year. They're doing pretty well with some good wins against uh, the Giants at 24 to three, the Lions 37 31, and the Panthers 37 27. We know what the Bengals have looked like this year, but they looked really good last week. T. Higgins might be returning to go alongside with Jamar Chase. We'll see if T. Higgins actually shows up. He hasn't showed up since week two. Um, And for those reasons, I will go with the Bengals. We got two Bengals picks over here.
1: All right, what do we got here, Robbie? Next game, we have a divisional matchup here. Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts. These ones are always pretty tight, pretty good. Now, I know on paper, everyone should take the Jags to beat the Colts. Anthony Richardson down with the injury. Gardner Minshew is look legit. Michael Pittman Jr. is having himself a good season. But I still have to take the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Jaguars taking down the Colts earlier this year of 31 to 21. Um, they're saying Jonathan Taylor is going to get an increase of touches, which he should. And someone actually brought it up to work to me today, Zach, about that. Like, oh, should Zach Moss be the first option with Jonathan Taylor's second? I said, same thing I said to dad. Are you retarded? You don't give a guy $14 million to not have him as the first back. And he's like, oh, maybe they could split touches. No, Jonathan Taylor gets his 20 to 25 touches.
1: I don't know, man. It, maybe we'll see. If it doesn't work out in the first couple of games, I'd definitely see him going back to Zach Moss because he's been one of the best backs in the league this year statistically.
0: And if they do, it'll be like what the Browns do with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, where Zach Moss will be the receiving back and Jonathan Taylor's doing the ground and pound. Oh, yeah. Slutty, um, Um, but I'm going to pick the Jaguars as well.
1: We got two Jaguars, you motherfucker. All right, Robbie. Um, I would like to hear. You know what? Actually, no. I I, I want to hear your opinion on the next game. I'm going to talk about not this one here. Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears pick up their first win in I think it was like 317 days, 327 days,
0: something crazy
1: like that. Almost a full calendar fucking year. But they got the W. But, Robbie, I'm here to say, no matter what, no Justin Jefferson. I have to take the Minnesota Vikings in this one. I cannot see the Chicago Bears winning back-to-back games.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of hard to do. Um, Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne are still viable options for receiving. And T.J. Hawkinson might see an increase in workload because of the uh, Justin Jefferson injury. Um, both defense suck. Justin Fields has had two good performances where Kirk Cousins actually performed very well all year with a uh, near 1,500 passing yards, just two, two yards off with 13 touchdowns and four interceptions. Justin Fields, 1,143 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. The running game is in favor of them with Alexander Madison, um, and we'll see what happens, but I I can't go against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take them in. Honestly, Zach, if they lose this game, then yeah. it's okay.
1: Now so. you have to employ the TNT if they lose this game. Yeah. It's Robbie, okay. I want to hear who you got in this next one. The Las Vegas Raiders against your New England Patriots.
0: It's in Vegas. We all know what happened last time the Patriots played in Vegas. The refs made a bullshit call and a touchdown. That should have been a touchdown. And Jacoby Myers elected that. That was the moment where he knew he wanted to be a Vegas Raider. So he sold the game. Um <laughs> Mac Jones is going to be a starting quarterback, and I agree. As bad as he's been, it's not his fault. It's been a whole collective team effort. It's easy to put the blame on the quarterback, but it hasn't been his fault. And last week we saw with the defense not making tackles, it's inexcusable with Judon, no Judon. Gonzalez, no Gonzalez. Um, Jimmy G will be starting. Jimmy G this year hasn't really been all that. I thought he'd be a lot better. He has six to seven in touchdowns and interceptions. Mac Jones has five to six. Josh Jacobs hasn't been all that great this year. Devonta Adams has done his job. He's done it pretty well. But if you ask me, Patriots going to Vegas, I'm going with the Raiders. I can't pick this Patriots team until they like show me something. They've shown me nothing. They show me that they suck And
1: for the reason that they suck so much asshole, I have actually also taken the Las Vegas Raiders in that game. Detroit Lions, one of the I'm going to call them
0: powerhouse powerhouse. Fair. I'm not, I'm not mocking you or anything. I think that's fair. Okay.
1: In the, uh, other division there, they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have actually had a very, very great season too to start off. So, uh, we got an NFC match up here, Robbie. Uh, I have to, let's say the Detroit lions just for their offensive ability. Uh, one thing I actually would like to point out about this, Robbie, did you hear the, uh, the comments of uh, Mr. Dan Campbell about uh, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery? Uh-huh.
0: Yes, yes, I did.
1: So, for someone like myself,
0: do you know what happens? Someone tries to send me a trade a couple hours later with Jameer Gibbs in it. Like, I'm not retarded. I know, like, I, uh, we got to stop, I got to stop throwing that word around. First, it was you, now it was me. But I'm not stupid. Like, I keep up with these things. So, if you send me trades like that, then you're just not going to hear back. Like, some dude sent me all these stupid trades. I'll tell you what he sent me. I'll tell you what he sent me, like, after.
1: One second. Well, for me because I have Gibbs
0: so this guy always sends me like two bench players for my best player in team. And it's like, what's wrong with the trade? Everything is wrong with it. So he sent me. I have Keenan Allen. He sent Adam Thielen, Garrett Wilson. He's like, I know you dislike whatever I send, and my trades are retarded, but just think about it. This initial offer counters if you see it. So I counter with Keenan Allen for Tyree Kill. And now he just sent me Keenan Allen me Giving away Keenan Allen, me getting Aaron Jones, Garrett Wilson, George Pickens, where Aaron Jones is hurt. Garrett Wilson is not going to do anything spectacular without Aaron yeah. Rodgers, and George Pickens is a boomer bust.
1: Yeah, not a very strong offer. I would not be accepting that. Oh, God, I got to get a sneeze. And it just does not want to come. Yeah, the uh, Jamar Gibbs, I have been fantasy too, so that was tough for me to see. Uh, If you folks didn't hear what it was, basically what Dan Campbell was saying was that, uh, Montgomery is gonna get he'll get all the touches. Uh, Jamar Gibbs will get a few touches here and there. He's gonna be more of a receiving back, kind of like a Nick Chubb Kareem Hunting going on. So if you drafted Jamar Gibbs in the first or second round, uh expecting a high ceiling, I apologize, folks, because I'm right there with you. We got fucked. Maybe not so even if you drafted him just in general, it's a tough pick. Yep. Yes, it is. But I have to take the Detroit Lions, Robbie over this Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, and I would like to hear what you have to say about that.
0: Buccaneers coming off of a bye, probably the biggest challenge the offensive line is going to face in terms of the front seven with Devin White, Levante, David, Vita Vea. And the secondaries look pretty well uh, for the Buccaneers as well with Baker Mayfield. Um, playing, playing very, very good this year for his standards. Um, but I think the running game is going to be the reason why I'm going to take the lines because Rashad White has been pretty deplorable. So I'm going to go with the Detroit
1: uh, Lions. No, we have a lot of same picks on this one. Um, we have the Rams versus the Cardinals here, Robbie, in our first slate of the four clockers.
0: <laughs> oh, actually, sorry, Don't the first slate the of four o'clockers
1: was Lions and Bucks.
0: Take the Cardinals, I dare you.
1: I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Uh, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are a real chippy team. They are a team that can give you a lot of problems, but I just think skill wise, the Rams definitely have in the quarterback debate. Cooper Cup's coming back. He's looking like he's firing away on all cylinders. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be stupid not to take the Rams in this one.
0: Yeah, and with James Conner, it's another one we forgot to mention. Who's yeah, on forgot now. about that. Um, yeah, for me, it's easy to take the Los Angeles Rams as well.
1: Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Jets. Now, if Aaron Rodgers was still healthy, we might have ourselves a fucking hell of a match here. Um, but I'm very confident saying the Philadelphia Eagles will will purr to six and zero and we'll have no problem handling the New York Jets. Even though they are 6-0, though, I, I still am not sold on this Eagles team, though.
0: No, I'm sold more in the
1: Niners than in the Eagles. 100%, way more than the Niners. But even just, like, the competition, like, they've had cl- really close games with the Patriots, really close games with the Commanders. Like, they haven't destroyed the teams that they should be destroying. It's always been pretty good matchups. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Let's
0: we'll to wait and see are, with this uh... Eagles team. Let's look at their schedule and see when they face like their next toughest competition. So obviously they got the Jets. Then they got the Dolphins, a big competition at home. Washington, Dallas, a bye week. Then Kansas. This is where it gets hard for them, dude. Look, they got a team. good
1: stretch here. Thank God. Now we we'll are get to see what this team's all about.
0: So next week they got the Dolphins. And then they got at Washington, which they always battle with Washington. Then they got Dallas. Then they got a bye. This is where it gets rough for them at Kansas City on Monday night football home against Buffalo for Sunday afternoon football Uh, home against the San Francisco 49ers for afternoon football at Dallas for Sunday night football. Oh my God. Seattle. Wow. That's a stretch. And then they got the Giants.
1: That that's a that's a really tough stretch to just beat you up right there.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That could wow. break a team.
1: This could debilitate this Eagles season. We'll see. We'll see what kind of a real team this is uh, during that stretch. But um, I guess this Arizona Cardinals team, I'm going to have to take the. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Against the Jets team, I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, you stupid idiot. I read the list wrong. You fuck. It's been a long day. Okay, I'm excited. I want to get out there. and I want to find the open roads, which I'm probably going to do tomorrow gonna... because I'm having some. I'm... Tonight,
0: so, yeah, that's going to be doing tomorrow is finding the open roads with the. Uh... With the truck, oh yeah.
1: I'm assuming you probably have the Eagles in this one too, Mr. Robert.
0: Said that, yeah. I think I said it, but yeah, I got the Eagles. Winning this okay. One, yes.
1: Buffalo Bills against the New York Giants. Daniel Jones, he's not playing, right? Daniel Jones, you know this one?
0: Questionable. He told he told Coach Brian Dable he's okay, but uh, they're. In, I think they're anticipating Tyrod Taylor to play.
1: And I think uh, it's looking that Saquon Barkley will be playing in this one is what I've been seeing. So here's what uh, I'll say. Expect a heavy workload from Saquon in this game.
0: Here's what I'll say. Daniel Jones has played. Give Saquon one more week off. Just Yeah, do, do. I mean,
1: mine as well. It, make sure the guy's healthy. I'm a fantasy owner of Saquon Barkley, though, so I'd like for him to get his fucking ass out there and give me some points. But I also wouldn't like him to go out there in a situation where he has to literally do everything and then reaggregate that injury. So. Exactly. If it's if it's a matter of waiting one more week, I'm down for it. Either way, whether he plays, whether he doesn't play, the Buffalo Bills will win this game.
0: Yeah, Josh Allen also played down the whole uh outburst by Stefan Diggs on the sidelines. He said he's just competitive. And I agree with him. Stefan Diggs has always been competitive. He hasn't always been like that guy to like cause problems, always just like really competitive, wants to win, the will to win. Nothing crazy. Although, could there be tension between the two? Absolutely. But in that moment, I don't think there was tension between two. I think Diggs' competitive side went off, and he was pissed. But he won't have to worry about being pissed because he's facing a Giants team that looks far from what they were last year. Um, And it's going to be a convincing victory for the Bills, I'm going to say, by at least two scores or more.
1: I'm going to have to agree with you on that one, Robbie. Um, I I have to
0: ask you this. Yeah. What team has looked worse this season? Like, this is probably the battle of the worst teams this year in the NFL, the Giants and the Patriots. Who's looked worse?
1: I I guess for expectations, I mean, Giants made the playoffs last year, so I'm probably gonna have to say the Giants. But I mean, the Patriots, I did have very man, very high expectations for them coming into the season. Not to say that I had high expectations for the Giants, but the Giants did make the playoffs last year. Like they did show, and they won a playoff game, so they did show spurts of of greatness last year. So I think just for where they were last year compared to where the Patriots were last year. It's definitely been a disappointing season for both, but I might have to give the edge to the Giants in this one.
0: For me, it's the Giants because although they had the crazy, you know, comeback win against the Cardinals and they faced the Cowboys and the Niners to start off like the first three weeks of the season, which sucks. The Patriots battled with the Eagles. They battled with the Dolphins. They held the Dolphins to X amount of points. And the only like bad loss they really had outside of the Saints last week was also the Cowboys. So they've had a bad two weeks where they've been outscored like seventy two to three. But they battled the first two weeks of the season and they looked promising. So I'm gonna go with the Giants as well. But it's a turd versus a turd. Either way, they're both to jump on a bunch of turds, So who gives a fuck? Big old poopies.
1: And that, my friend Robbie, brings us into the Sunday night matchup. Yep, Dallas Cowboys. Los Angeles Chargers.
0: The Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. Oh, former offensive coordinator, now the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, and Kellen Moore. Looking to get his revenge against the Cowboys.
1: Who do you got in this one, Robbie? Because this is actually is I I this this was one I have possibly upset alert on.
0: This is one where I went with my mind over my heart. So you already know the answer when I say that. I elected to go with the Cowboys.
1: Well, Robbie. Uh, I hate to be this guy, but I also like to stay the Cowboys as well, too over the Chargers. But,
0: uh, fuck you. Fuck you. We only but, have one different pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not locking this pick in yet. I want to hear the Monday night pick, and then I'll decide if I lock in. Oh, shit. Was that not the Monday night pick? Oh, that's a Sunday night pick. That's Sunday night. Oh No, it is Monday night. It is yeah, Monday that night.
1: was the Monday night, I think so.
0: All right. Fuck you. I'm going Chargers. I don't want to. Oh. Picks.
1: He's taking the Chargers. Okay. Yeah, the- Go fuck yourself and fuck the Cowboys. Pussies. Okay, wow, Bob Isaiah. I hope you guys heard that one, Joey. Hope you guys heard that one,
0: Joey.
1: And Joey, Joey, sorry, Joey. And that uh, that that uh, takes
0: care of our picks right there, Robert. It does, and uh, I think we both agree, Zach. Fuck the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, fuck you, Cowboys. Um, even though I I did take you guys beat the Chargers, so I hope at least win next game for me. But fuck you guys also at the same time.
0: <laughs> Is well, it, uh, Zachary. The time has come. It is here. It is not queer, but it is here. And I'll tell you what, Zach. Once I figure out a better way of doing this, it's going to be really, really electric. It's going to be quite the brave. (laughs) Yeah.
1: can't hear it very well, but that's okay. Fuck yeah. Sports. Fucking sports. Fucking, fucking NHL. Fucking hockey. Sports. Fucking show. NHL. NHL. Folks, you, Um, I don't even know if you guys can hear that whatsoever, but if you did hear that, you guys know what the fuck's about to happen here. It is. It is. Roden and Robbie hockey chat here. The double R's. Zach Dan's like a three hundred pound hooker. Bob, of course, you know what a three hundred pound <laughs> hooker looks like because that's all <laughs> you can afford. Okay, I like to buy hey. my hookers looking hey. nice and sexy. My Sorry. mother, don't don't include her in that. Well, your mother's not a three hundred pound hooker. I'm saying that's what Bob prefers is a big old heifer of a hooker when he's purchasing. But folks, the NHL season has arrived. We are in... It has started on Tuesday night here this week, folks. We are two nights into the season. Okay, so not much news to report, folks, but what we can report is two nights into the seasons. We got two games already for Mr. Connor Bedard, the next superstar generational talent entering this league. And so far on this absolute dog shit fucking Chicago Blackhawks team, I'd have to say... He's kind of living up to this hype already.
0: I knew he would. He's uh, got an assist. We were shocked in the fancy draft that I took him as early as I did, but I I don't know hockey, but when you mention the names that they're comparing him to, it's hard not to make that reach for him.
1: Yeah, it's uh, just from what I've seen of this kid so far, he's going to be electric. I mean, he, he popped in of his first goal last night against the Boston Bruins in his second ever game. Beautiful wraparound goal he had ample opportunity to score so many opportunities to score against the Pittsburgh Penguins on the opening night. Uh also pretty cool for him to go up against his childhood hero Sidney Crosby in his first ever NHL game. That's always pretty cool feeling, pretty cool story to see.
0: And the referee uh, you know, basically stopping play for like before he drops the puck say, "Hey Connor." "Connor, welcome to the NHL, man." That was awesome.
1: The NHL referees, especially at the start of the season, that they always have that little mic up moment there. They I'm telling you, they got some funny fucking referees in hockey.
0: Oh, what the fuck's his name? Um Wes McCauley.
1: Yeah, Wes oh, McCauley always awesome. makes me laugh.
0: Five minutes each for fighting.
1: Yeah, he he's very uh he's very out there with his calls. But we like it. It, it adds dude, a dude, certain like
0: like after the replays, if they did an MLB like he does, like I remember there was one where he's like, after review, it was determined that. The puck went over the line. And it is a goal. That's awesome. Just like yeah. the, the dramatic, yeah, the little Fuck.
1: fucking pause there.
0: Yeah, he's awesome.
1: So this season we are we are fully in here, Robbie. Uh, uh, Connor Bedard, generational talent, is looking like he's filling in this slot. Um, and you know if we're going to talk about another generational talent, we have to bring up Connor McDavid, the face of the hockey league now for the last seven years. I don't know if you had a chance, Robbie, to catch a glimpse of their season opening score there against Vancouver in Vancouver. Oh, I saw.
0: Oh, I saw. <laughs> Not a good one. Not yeah. a good one. I'm Conor sure David. was kicking and screaming.
1: Yeah. Connor McDavid David and the Edmonton Oilers get absolutely routed. Eight to one in their season opener against the shitty, shitty Vancouver Canucks, a team that no one has really pegged to do anything this year. Uh, backed by four goals on opening night by Brock Besser. Hell of a start for him. I know he battled a bunch of shit last year, so obviously good to see him prevail this early on in the season. Obviously I know it's only one game and there's this there's nothing to be scared about here, folks. But I mean if you're the Edmonton Oilers, that's definitely not the way you want to start your season, losing eight to no. one. No.
0: No. I'll tell you what, I'm looking through all these uh teams here, Zach, and a lot of them are pretty sloppy for uh for the first week as it pertains yeah. to the goal time. Look at I mean uh let me go to Tuesday where it all started. Uh the goalies looked pretty good that day but I'll tell you what, I'm sure we're going to get into the Leafs. Yeah. Um, 24 shots on goal. Canadians got five goals. The uh, next one here. The Flames got 22 shots on goal and they scored five and ended up winning five to three. The to 32 shots on goal and they got the the Canucks, 32 shots on goal and they got eight goals. The goaltending looked pretty atrocious thus far. I mean, and, and,
1: that, and that's been a question mark for Edmonton since we've started doing this podcast together. They just cannot figure out the goaltending position. Like, make a fucking trade, Edmonton. Are you guys out of your minds? the team they have. They got a goalie. I'm, they can win a cup easily.
0: I'm surprised they didn't go after um, Flurry after uh, his free agency year, and he ended up going to the Wild, but I was all surprised the Leafs didn't go after him. You know, I don't get it because you know what? Okay, let's say Jonathan Quick. Let's say Flurry aren't the goalies that they once were. Doesn't that veteran presence matter for the guy who is going to be the starter? Like, maybe Matt Murray will make an impact to Samson off at some point as, like, maybe a leader. I doubt it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know hockey better than I do. Does that not matter to have that one guy as a backup goalie?
1: I mean, well, if, like you mean, like, what, have, like a, like, a good guy as a backup
0: goalie? No, well, I mean, I guess, but at the same time, like, you know, a, a journeyman, a veteran that's like seen it well, all. Especially like, someone, you know,
1: someone like Fleury. Fleury's seen fucking four Stanley Cup finals. He's won three of them. I mean, the guy's got an extensive pedigree. Of the, he had been a great guy for Edmonton to bring in. Uh, sorry, Bob's Asked the question: Does the NHL do training camp like the NFL? And mainly, re- um, honestly, Bob, it's kind of different with the NHL. They they'll usually throw them in for. Um, I think they play like six preseason games. They'll usually do. The thing with NHL, too, is they do a lot of split squad games. So, say, like Toronto Maple Leafs could play two games in one night, three games in one night, and it's all different teams, right? So, a lot of the starters definitely do get a lot more playing time in this preseason, especially the last couple of preseason games. They kind of fur that roster up, and they put out the starters. Uh, so, it's a little bit different in that aspect, but um, like you just said, Robbie, Edmonton's got to make a goalie change. There's, there's a lot of good goalies available, too, out there. Uh, speaking of goalies, too, actually, before we start talking about the Vancouver Canucks, a Vancouver Canuck goalie, Thatcher Damco. Thatcher Damko got uh, pulled yesterday, Robbie. Did you hear why? No. He got pulled because he had a flu bug and he threw up into his mask. Wait, he had what? He had a flu bug and he puked into his mask so they had to pull him from the game in an 8-1 victory for him but uh, another team too that that really could use goaltending I mean obviously it's early on in the season but Samsonov did really not look very strong for the least last night now the one thing I will say about that is two Turns out of their goal five goals well. a couple of them weren't like even the, the Cole Caulfield one I believe it was their third goal they got was a shot from the point that deflected off a foot went like 12 feet in the fucking air and dropped him like I mean those are tough ones really bad balances but to let in five goals on twenty four shots, I mean, against a team like Montreal is, and to be honest with you, he really wasn't getting much help. Like that first goal, like you just said, TJ Brody fucking falling over at the blue fucking line. Brody like Brody stinks. Dude. I, I don't, I don't understand how you do that.
0: Team? How is he still in the team?
1: I thought after the, the his performance last season in the playoffs, playoffs he was he, he was working his way out of a contract, but I don't know. He's he seems to uh, find a way to work his way into this lineup.
0: Yeah, he's disgusting.
1: Yeah, the uh, Speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, they take down the Montreal Canadiens in their season opener in actually quite a classic of a game, a 6-5 shootout victory. Austin Matthews gets the hat trick, gets the last two goals to tie it up, make it a 5-5 game, and it was 5-3 with about three to four minutes left in the third period. Um, And then he has a fantastic chance to win the game in overtime, get stoned, would have been his second season opening four-goal game in his career, which is just ridiculous to even stay. Fucking right, yeah. Steve. Let's go, Leafs. So good That'd start right. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Montreal Canadiens going to be a tough, tough year with this roster. The one thing I will say, Montreal, Robbie, is that fucking guy they have on defense. They call him Wi-Fi. It's like check it. I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's last name. The guy that fought Ryan Reeves.
0: Yeah, he crazy fast. That guy. He is took Ryan Reeves down. That guy's a tough,
1: tough. He beat Ryan Reeves in that fight. I mean, there's no, there's no way fans. But I mean, it wasn't really much of a fight. But well, It
0: it's also a cheap shot, kind of too.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, the credit I will give the guy, he threw his gloves up. He did not throw a punch until Ryan Reeves dropped his gloves and set for the fight. He could have just started feeding him right off the bat, but he made sure it's a respect factor when, when you got two guys like that going at it. But I, we're going to be seeing a lot of those fights this season. So you just you just sit back and relax. Ryan Reeves might have lost round one, but you better watch yourself. Wi-Fi, you fucking French I, I, pussy. We're coming for your bitch ass.
0: I, I'm, I'm actually happy to see Ryan Reeves getting to that fight only because it shows that president's like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. You know, my skills ain't there. I'm not like a a goal type guy, but I got all yells back.
1: Hey, and then even uh, you can even see it's already rubbing off on the star guys like Matthews and Marner. They have one of the plays too. Tyler Bertuzzi. Their new winger gets into a bit of a kerfuffle in front of the net, starts throwing a couple punches. And instead of the old school Leafs, especially more so Marner, who would just kind of back away, they both immediately got into that scrum to protect their boy. So maybe it's a new looking Leafs team we're seeing here.
0: What was what was the reason behind having uh the line with Tavares, um starting off the game?
1: I don't know. It's all just matchups, right? I mean, if you have Tavares and them going at their first line, because the, the way the Leafs look, the way I look at this Leafs team is we uh, technically have two first lines. We have like a one yes, right. A and a one B. So if yeah. you look at the lineup and the matchups, I mean, if you start Tavares's line against their first and their best players, then you have Matthews, Marner, and fucking Tyler Bertuzzi going at the second line for Montreal, who is. If we're looking at Montreal's roster, a second line of Montreal is probably a fucking fourth line in any other team, right? So, it's all coaching matchup. The, and-
0: the line with Tavares featured him, Nylander, and Matt Nice, correct?
1: Yes, uh, and uh, maybe it was Domi. Yeah, maybe. One of the two, but it, it, like I said, it, it, we got two bona fide starting first lines. William Nylander looked fantastic yesterday too. He that was ball, all over that ice. He,
0: had, he gave me like ov vibes that goal that he had.
1: So. We'll have to wait and see. He's playing into a contract this season. He's definitely going to want to light it up. And we'll just have to wait and see, guys. The season has just begun. We have a lot more hockey to talk about throughout this season, but we're all, we're all in high hopes. Uh, Robbie, I have here my notes here if you wanted to do some award predictions, but I don't know if you're really prepared for that. So if you want to do that, uh, okay. So Monday night, folks, uh, we'll have a weekend of the season pretty much. Me and Robbie are going to do our predictions on who will win the Hart Trophy, Rocket Richard Trophy, the Vesna trophy and the Norris trophy. For those that don't know what that is, Hart Trophy is the MVP. Rocker Richard is the most goals. Vesna is the best goalie, and Norris is the best defenseman. So we'll we break- come at you guys on Monday. Oh, we have breaking news. What is this, Robbie?
0: According to the Washington Post, MLB commissioner Rob Manfred likes playoff format, doesn't have any concerns, and it'll probably be the same going into next year.
1: And there you have it, folks. Commissioner Rob down the, the law. I
0: don't want the Yankees to win the, uh, the division. Zach, if you win the division, good for you. Have fun. I'd rather win the wild card. Well, we're the Toronto
1: Blue Jays, buddy, so we're not going to win dick-all-vagina cock because we suck fucking shit. Uh, actually, one thing we have to point out, uh, Matthews did get a hat trick, Robbie, and uh, yep. he became the sac- second-fastest active hockey player to reach 300 goals. I believe sorry, th- I think he's the second player active to do it in under 500 games. Just behind Alexander Ovechkin, he did it in eight more games, and it took Ovi to hit 300 goals. So, I mean, Austin Matthews just knows how to put the puck in the net.
0: And he's the 10th fastest to do it in amongst all players that have played the game <laughs> of hockey. That's fucking – that is actually insane if you think about it because – I'll give you all the names if I can find the – because you know what? I heard it yesterday during the broadcast. I'm like, I'm going to remember that guy's name. I forgot.
1: Well, I can tell you the names that are probably up there are are Wayne Gretzky, obviously. Okay. O V, Mike Boss, he's probably up there. Uh, who was a like, legitimate goal scorer? I don't know if, if Brett Hall was like a fast goal scorer to start off. Scorer. I don't know. Rocket Richard might be up there, too. Just give me the list.
0: Okay. Okay, so number...
1: Oh, wait, what? Oh, vagina.
0: Hmm what I got I gotta find the article but uh this one doesn't make sense to me
1: fastest to the 300 NHL panel has seen its fair share 300
0: yeah because this one this one is NHL
1: true. history okay here we go um yeah oh, okay here we go Fast to three hundred goals and until Austin Matthew become okay, well, that's not true.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't find the fucking article. Like, why do they gotta be like so stupidly like unelaborate this shit? What do you mean something went wrong, you cucks? Yeah, Zach, I don't know if you want to continue. I'll try to find the article. Well, you, you know them. what, Robbie, to be honest with you, there's not
1: too much more to talk about in hockey. Um, I can just go over the slate of games we have tonight for you folks. Rangers Live are right now. One. Oh shit. Actually, let's see. Oh, Adam Fantilli got his first NHL point. Congratulations, Fantilli. I'll be seeing you play live December 17th. Philadelphia Flyers Club Blue Jackets 1-1 in that game. Rangers up 1-0 over the Buffalo Sabres. Later on tonight, starting, oh, son of a bitch, starting at 8 o'clock, 7.30, rather, we have the Detroit Red Wings going against the New Jersey Devils. St. Louis Blues and Dallas Stars at 8 p.m., also at 8 p.m., Florida Panthers, and Minnesota Wild. Also at 8 p.m., Seattle cracking the Nashville Predators. Ending off the slate of Thursday night games is the Vegas Golden Knights going against uh, the San Jose Sharks.
0: Now, this is the list that they're giving me, and I don't know how re- necessarily true this is. This is probably all active players. Because it doesn't have over here, so that's why I don't think it's a true article. Well, it says number 10, Charlie Simmer. Number 9, Pavel Baruch. P-A-V-E-L. beret. So this is yeah, not active players. Okay. Richard Martin at number eight. Ziggy, Ziggy Palfee at number seven. Number six is Tim Kerr. Number five is Nels Stewart. Leon off. Ah. David Pasternak at three. Connor McDavid at two. And Austin Matthews at one. They said it took Austin Matthews 482 games to get to 302 goals. Connor McDavid took him 570 games to get to 303. This article was placed out. Maybe he has.
1: Maybe he's the fastest guy. Then I. I. I that seems weird to me, but
0: maybe I don't know. Maybe The technicians in hey. the live broadcast are wrong.
1: All I know is that uh, Austin Matthews is a legitimate goal scoring. Is he worth the threat. money now,
0: Zach? Hundred percent, he's worth the money.
1: He was worth the money when we signed him. It's just a big contract to sign him to, but the guy just changes games, man. And people have to remember, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. He played injured all last season. Literally was injured all last season. So maybe we get a healthy Austin back. Who's to say he can't score 65? Who's to say he can't score 70? I mean, really? Look at this guy. The guy fucking scored three goals in the first game of the season. I don't know. If it all goes well for this for Austin Matthews, I definitely could see him being at some point in his career scoring 70 fucking goals in one season in the NHL, which is ridiculous to even say. It doesn't even sound right to say.
0: We're so horny right now just say this is our
1: it's i'm not saying nothing the team looks good it's been one game of the season actually to be hold honest on, they on. didn't really look good last year
0: uh, the 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 offense looks good the defense and the goaltending look like dog shit yeah one game in though you know it's a, there's
1: definitely gonna be some questions but um i'm excited for this league season i'm excited to see what they can do see what moves they make this season brad tree living's no uh He's no fucking simp either. He'll get the job done. He'll whip these boys into shape. He also was loving the uh all the beef going on last night. I saw some smiles being cracked for the Revo fight and everything from him. Uh, excuse me. It's a whole new culture here in Toronto and I and I'm for it. Yeah. But that's um I believe that's it for the hockey talk, Rob, unless you had something you wanted to throw out in there.
0: What else did I want to throw out in there? Oh fuck the Canadians and fuck the French. Okay, well, there we go, folks. Canadians, the Canadians, not
1: the Canadians, the Canadians. Viva la Canadien. Well, Robbie, I know we uh we kind of lacked our NBA talk last podcast because uh, uh, it, was, it was a bit of a doozy of a podcast last one, folks. But don't you worry, guys. We're going to talk about some NBA, and then I feel like we would be remiss, Rob, if we did not end this podcast talking about the massive changes to the UFC card coming up next weekend.
0: Yeah. 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 Insane. Um, What do you got there for the NBA preseason? The
1: NBA preseason here. All I have is that the preseason has begun, Robbie. Uh, And I don't know if you saw today. Not your bridges. Which one do you have? Is it miles? Which one do you have? Oh, we have Mikel. Okay. Miles bridges in criminal trouble again. Uh, apparently violated his parole, I believe I saw, by, what was that, throwing a bunch? I think he fucking trashed his ex's car or something like that. I mean. There too. I just don't understand these fucking idiots. Especially this guy. Like, you just got out of trouble. Yeah. All you have to do is lay low for a couple of years. You're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars playing in the NBA, and you just fuck yourself again. Obviously, this isn't near as bad as what he did before, but it just it just goes to show that clearly this guy just doesn't give a fuck.
0: It shows that he has problems.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, definitely has a bit of problems. Um, uh, it, it just blows me away. Like you would think after beating the shit out of his fucking chick, she had enough. You know, you don't yeah. got to take it out on the car.
0: <laughs> take it on the car. Did he, is he signed with anybody? Yeah, he signed with the fucking the Hornets. They re-signed him to a one-year deal. He's accused of throwing um pool, the game of pool, uh, balls at his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend's car, damaging the windshield, and threatening her. Additionally, additionally, due to children being in the car when the incident occurred, he's also oh, charged. Oh the victim is Bridges' longtime ex-girlfriend, who with whom he shares several children, and they are currently engaged in a custody dispute.
1: Not looking good for Miles. Maybe it's time to hang them up and get some fucking therapeutic help, buddy, because your head is clearly maybe, so far up your ass, you don't even know what reality is anymore.
0: Maybe it's time for someone to kick the living shit out of him.
1: Well, he's a big boy, so it's going to take an even bigger boy to get down on in there.
0: Baseball bat will do the, the job. Speaking I of. Be, I want mean, to be a fucking bitch.
1: You tell him, Robbie. But uh, keeping it in this lane with the Hornets, Robbie. Kai Jones, first-round pick from, I believe, was 2021 for the Charlotte Hornets, has officially requested a trade and has now officially been waived by the team, I believe I saw. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. And I guess he's been acting kind of loopy, kind of like Chandler Jones, I guess. And that was the reason for it. But uh, not a good look on the Hornets, really, Zach, because now, because they did that prior to the whole Miles Bridges situation, not a good look for the Hornets.
1: Yeah, now they're kind of fucked. Upstairs, Greek, no paddle. If you are the Charlotte Hornets here this season,
0: why does Lamelo, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, why are they still there? Get out. Request a trade. Kenny Atkinson was smart for not taking that head coach position. And poor Steve Clifford is stuck in the middle of all that bullshit. Let, let, let's let's recap the fucking Hornets. All right, you got Bridges acting like a fucking stupid ass bitch. You know, threatening and beating up women. Kai Jones has gone off the loopy train. James Bokenite was caught with an armed. Pistol in his car sleeping with a bag of Doritos Nice Not what This is post Fuck All I need to to do is for all this Because he's the owner but how do you clean this shit up
1: All they got to do is trade for John Morant Now they're just set with the fucking The prison (laughs) starting five
0: And poor Lamello is stuck in all that Terry Rozier is stuck in all that Gordon Hayward is stuck in all that Gordon Hayward clearly went for the contract And I'm sure he's regretting every second that he's still there. Um, Unbelievable. Terrible. Absolutely terrible.
1: As Barbie would say, it's deplorable is what it is. It is deplorable. Also deplorable, Robbie. Big fat James Harden. Now I pose a question to you, Mr. Robert Clark. What jersey will Mr. James Harden be wearing on opening night? He won't be. Oh sixer so no, won't be su- no deal will get done in time and he will be uh no sitting it out. And you know no what? Deal. Fucking that's what they should do to this piece of shit. Yes. Let him sweat it out. Do they get paid Except if they, they don't
0: play? They don't. Ben Simmons oh, wasn't ho, getting. Ho, ho, ho.
1: Oh, I would let him sweat it
0: out. It's it's fucking ridiculous at this point, man. You know, like Zach, if we did this with our jobs, we'd be replaceable in a fucking heartbeat. Let's just talk about how it is, all right? He has a job to do. He is obligated to do. You don't show up. You don't get paid. All right, fine. That's what we're going to do, because you know what? What he did to Houston was fucking disgusting, putting on the fat suit. What he did to Brooklyn towards the trade deadline was embarrassing, and now what he's doing to the 76ers and the way he called out Daryl Morey, the way he did, he's a scumbag. He's a fucking fat fucking loser. the Thunder, back when they traded him to the Rockets, looked like fucking geniuses. James Harden, you're a bitch. A lot of bitches in the NBA. A lot of bitches.
1: James Harden is leading the way. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you, Robbie. I do, in fact, believe that uh, no deal is going to be made in the next two weeks. So
0: I get, You know, here's what I get with James Harden, too. Here's what I get. I sympathize. You want your bag. Guess what, bro? Since you joined Brooklyn after you left Houston... You've had continuous hamstring problems. You're hurt. You get hurt. You know why? Because you elected to get fat so you could get out of Houston. And now it's bitten you in the ass. Not for nothing since that time where you got fat. You've lost all your athleticism. You can't explode to the rim like you once could. You would, if people
1: put on those pounds,
0: step back. You went to lane, you yammed it on them. You can't even yam it on, on them anymore. You got to rely on the floater.
1: You know, the one thing that Zach Rowan loves to do is he loves to yam.
0: Yeah. Yams and you know what, Zach? Pussy. Joel Embiid, like I said, is end up going to not be a 76er anymore, and the process will be a failure. And you know what sucks even more for them? Say what you want because it's preseason. Ben Simmons looked really good with the Nets against the Lakers.
1: Uh, you really. Uh... Been noticing a lot of Ben Simmons talk coming out of that mouth of yours these last couple weeks. You're excited for this guy this season, aren't you?
0: I'm super excited, Zach. Um Ben Simmons looked confident at the free throw line this year, where last year he looked like really scared and timid to go through. And maybe he doesn't shoot, you know, crazy well at the free throw line, but I'll tell you what, if he could bring it up to fucking 60, 70%, that's a big uptick. Let's look at Ben Simmons' career free throw percentage, shall we?
1: 37% is gonna be one year. I can I'm guessing that.
0: That, that That's fair to say. Ben Simmons. Oh,
1: I'm getting sick. I can feel
0: it. Why are you getting sick?
1: It's the time of the season. It's the congestion. It's everything. You know what I mean? It's just everything.
0: Ben Simmons in his career is a 59% shooter. Last year, he shot a career worst. Um, His last year in Philly, he shot 61% from the free throw line. In Brooklyn last year, he shot 44%. Damn.
1: So obviously, that those numbers have to be drastically improved.
0: Yes, and watching him through the pre games, he was knocking down three point shots with ease, with ease. And that's not to say that he's going to, you know, pull up from three and shoot it every time. But you're going to have to respect him a little bit more now, where you're going to have to guard up on him. The one thing I liked about Kenny Atkinson, even though it pissed me off times when I watched the games, if you're wide open from three and they all drop down, shoot it. You miss, you miss. Get back on defense, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, his fucking year with Kenny Atkinson, I'm pretty sure he shot very low from three, but I remember watching him make three-point shots. Jared Allen. Jared. Fuck, I can't fucking find him. I'm spelling his name wrong. Anyways, um, the Nets looked pretty good in preseason. They ended up losing by three. Cam Thomas scored 26 points in 22 minutes. I think the Nets are going to surprise a lot of people this year.
1: Well, the Toronto Rapids will not be surprising anybody this year. We're going to be shit, and uh, that's what I have to say about that. NBA preseason is in full swing now, folks, so uh, wasn't really too much basketball news to report. Oh, there was one thing, actually. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts on uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo being called the greatest defender in the NBA?
0: A bunch of bullshit. A bunch of bullshit. Giannis never had to guard the team's best player because Drew Holiday was there to do that. And, and then I remember watching the series when they faced the Nets. P.J. Tucker was guarding Kevin Durant. Drew Holiday was guarding James Harden. Giannis was guarding Blake Griffin, I think. And Blake Griffin was the worst player on the court for the Nets. Giannis is a good help defender on ball. Never seen him really step up to the opportunity. The best defender in the NBA, you can argue it's Drew Holiday. You can argue it's Marcus Smart you can argue it's Rudy Gobert, you can argue it's Kawhi or Paul George or Mikhail Bridges or Anthony Davis. Hell, you can argue OG Ananobe. But Giannis, to me, I'm not saying he's a dog shit defender, but I don't think he's the best.
1: No, and I think you are right. He hasn't uh, this this will be the season where he may, maybe very well gets exposed on defense this year with having no Drew Holiday there cuz Drew was a shutdown guy for him. We're not saying Giannis' defense is shit by any means, but I do agree. There's no chance I'd ever put him, not even in the top, probably five to ten best defenders in the league.
0: No, I wouldn't. And the NBA came out with their top ten player rankings. I got to find it. Uh,
1: Shea Gilligas-Alexander cracking that list above uh, some pretty surprising names.
0: Oh, God. Ashton at number eight, I believe.
1: Yeah. Ahead of LeBron James, ahead of Anthony Davis.
0: Here it, is, right. here, it is, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Number one, they have Giannis. Number two, they have Nicole Yo- Steele and Slam by Ben Simmons. Look at that! But they're facing some team from Israel. And good for them playing through the game as much. You know what's going on in Israel, which is tragic. We're not going to go deep in deep into it. We're going to try to stay out of that. But yeah. um, good on the NBA. Good on the Nets for at least reaching out and seeing if they want to go through this because it gets something off their mind. So it's glad this game's being played. Number one is Giannis. Number two is Nikola Jokic. Number three is Joel Embiid. Number four is Luka. Number five is Steph Curry. Number six is Jason Tatum. Number seven is Kevin Durant. Number eight is Shy. Number nine is LeBron. Number 10 is Anthony Davis. This is ESPN's player rankings. Um, and from ESPN's thing, I'm going to give you who they had, like, really jumping up the list. Last year's rank Shy Gillidge's Alexander was 48. He's at number eight. Last year, Jamal Murray was number 50. He's at 17. Damn. Tyrese Halliburton. 59 last year. He's 21. I wanted, they didn't put Mikel Bridges. I'm very interested he's like 33. Sabonis last year was 47. He's 22 this year. Darren Fox is 23 this year. He was 54 last year. Laurie marketing wasn't even ranked last year. He's the 28th. Paulo Banchero was 82. He's 30. Franz Wagner, teammate of uh, Banchero, not available. 52 this year. Josh Giddy was 81st. He's 53rd this year. Big jump Common ups, man. There. Common theme right there. Two Thunder. Two Magic.
1: Also, two Canadians. So? I'm just saying Canada basketball has come a long way, okay?
0: All right. All right. I don't want to upset your little feelings right there. I don't want to upset your little feelings, okay?
1: But, Mr. So. Robert, I don't think I have anything else for uh, for NBA but other than the fact that preseason has arrived.
0: I think the only story we're waiting to hear on is James Harden. It's probably something like he's going to stay put and he ain't going to like it. He ain't going to play because he's the loser.
1: Big fatty loser. But folks, before we leave you guys today, we have got to go over this UFC card next weekend because I don't know if you guys are MMA fans by any means, but there was two big dropouts. Uh, the due first injury. injury due to injury. The first one being Charles-
0: self-inflicted though. He's just him. his training staff are idiots.
1: The guy just goes hard, man. He's a hard spar. He probably got cut open and he's probably heartbroken. Oh, about he it. did. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. He was split wide oh. open. He had a fucking vagina on his eyebrow. Yeah, dude. That was ugly. But you know what? I don't even care that he got injured because this fight is so much more exciting for me. Not to mention, so for just for you folks that don't that, uh, didn't know, uh, Alexander Volkanowski is stepping in, coming up a weight class, fighting at 185 pounds. Sorry. 175, 175, 155.
0: Wait, wait, 155.
1: Coming in to fight at 155, jumping up a weight class. To take down Makachev or to uh, to face Makachev, the guy that just defeated him a couple fights ago.
0: Uh, I don't think he won. I don't think he won won
1: either. But the only problem with Volkanovski this one, he's doing this on 11 days notice. So, yeah, I mean, the beauty for him is he's not probably gonna have to cut too much weight because he is fighting at a higher weight class. We obviously know his cardio is nothing to be questioned. The guy's got the fucking best cardio in UFC, maybe even the history of UFC. He just doesn't ever get tired.
0: Nah, not the uh, history.
1: Yeah, maybe not history, but he's up there. He's fucking ha- up
0: there. Habib is number one.
1: Yeah, because all Habib would do is just fucking drop you down to the floor and dry hump you for fucking 15 minutes. I Habib, know, but... Habib is such a fucking pussy, in my opinion. The <laughs> guy doesn't fight any top-tier talent besides maybe three guys and then the retires... Regular. And then retires uh as a four time UFC champion, and people are calling this guy the greatest of all time. Are you out of your mind? He's not even in my top ten. No, well, he might the be didn't top fight top the guy didn't top. fight any real competition. If he would have maybe so not any real competition, he had a, a few legit opponents he had to fight. I didn't see enough from him. So
0: who would you put as like your five greatest UFC fighters of all time? Is that oh, something dear. you have to think about? John- I tell you right off the I got a couple.
1: John, John Jones, Joe, number I'm one. Sure. Yes. GSPs are up there 100% guaranteed. Yep. yep. For what he did, Silver. are we talking about like the biggest names or the actual best fighters?
0: Fighters. McGregor could be put up there. I was going to say,
1: I think you have there. to put McGregor up there just for what he did at the time of when he was going through his prime, just killing guys left, right, and center. Anderson uh, Silva. Anderson Silva, you got to put up there. And then you could throw in a guy like, I mean, even a fucking style bender could be a top five guy, possibly. Uh,
0: I don't he know. I mean, I, I still think Izzy's better than Silva in their primes. That's my opinion. D, uh Daniel Cormier could be up there. Yeah, Cormier could be, could be, up, there. Could be up there. It's such an arguable uh, list, Max right? i could be up there.
1: He, yeah, very well given mean, the, the the losses last couple of times I think might have dropped them down a little bit, but
0: Amanda Nunes could be up there.
1: Uh there's no there's no female fighters in my top five.
0: That's fine. Um I mean if you want to talk about like who had the biggest impact I think the first two people that come to my mind sorry Ronda Rousey has to be up there with McGregor Yeah, they both had
1: Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor for, for Ronda Rousey the, the, there's no female UFC without Ronda Rousey I mean yeah. it, it, she's actually made it uh like a legitimate thing
0: like there's UFC fighters you'll, you'll watch mana Nunes you'll watch Jessica Andrade you'll watch Rose and Amanda you watch you want um Holly Holm at one point was very entertaining because how she took down Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey allegedly, UFC 300s coming up. Um I don't think there's any talks with her returning to the WWE anytime soon. I think she's going to fighting in UFC 300 when that time comes up.
1: Well, i have to see Holly goes a lot better than her did in the last couple fights she had. But cause... even
0: even if she gets her at, like I think Dana White should do the right thing and put like someone that she could beat because yeah, know, which he
1: will. Which he will. He knows how to settle a fight, but you know what? I'm excited for this one. I, I think Volkanovski can do it. He's coming in on, on a little bit of notice, but or a little short notice. Makachev is obviously a fucking legitimate fighter, but I just I really like Volkanovski in this one, Robbie. Something about him is telling me.
0: Eleven days rest. I mean, Makachev's been training for months.
1: But but Makachev's been training for months for Charles Oliveira. I understand he's in the fight shape. But Charles Oliveira and Alexander are they are two totally different fighters.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right.
1: The one fight that I'm a little bit worried about, Robbie, another gentleman coming in on short notice. Paulo Costa falls out of the Hamzat Shamaya fight. And who steps into the plate fighting at 185 pounds?
0: Can't believe it.
1: Kamaru Usman. This was a shocker. To see this
0: made man for shock and you know what good for Usman you know he did what he did in the welterweight for as long as he did um take that next step and he might he might kick some ass I'll
1: tell you one he thing too is Usman's knees are so bad where I feel like not having a six week five week however long the training camps are that actually might kind of help him like keep a little bit more fresh going into this fight yeah I hope Usman beats the fuck out of this guy. I can't stand looking at this fucking Shamayev guy. I, you know what? Say what you want to say, Robbie. This might make me sound like an asshole. I cannot stand watching these Russian and Dagestanian guys fight, man. Shamayev and, and Makachev are at least somewhat entertaining to watch fight, but the majority of them, it's like watching a fucking gay porno. It's like they just get on top of the guy, and they dry hump him for 15 to 25 minutes, and then they win the fight on technicality and
0: points. You know they would fuck you up. They're fucking up it, grizzly bears. Every train. one they, of
1: them would fuck me up. It's because they would they fuck everybody up because the way they fight. But as a sta- as a fan watching from my standpoint, they're not entertaining fighters. Now I'm not saying it's about Shamaya. because in my opinion, he is an entertaining fighter.
0: You know, what I have to say to him, what go watch boxing. But it's like
1: okay, go watch boxing. It's it's also like you're watching UFC fight. Do you have a good time when they're fucking? when they're rolling around with each other for five minutes?
0: You can ask Steve. When we went to Bellator years ago, um, there were two fights that were absolutely terrible. And unfortunately, it was the main event. I was looking really forward to watching Rory McDonald, and he was a fucking lame sitting duck while Lima was throwing all strikes. There was another fight where, like, everybody's booing, and then I'm yelling, stand him up. And the guy behind me is like, oh, stand him up, stand him up. Oh, look, he tapped him out. I was like, yeah, dude, all he's doing was fucking dry-humping the whole time then there was another fight where they were wrestling on the mat and there was a lot of movement and different uh, grapples and striking from the ground. It all depends. But like, I can't say that Khabib was boring boring against McGregor. I can't say that he's boring every fight because most of the fighters that he fought, if you can't figure out the wrestling game, that's your own fault.
1: It's your oh, own he's, fault. Just, he's just so much better than, than anyone else. But I mean, oh, also, yeah, um, another thing, too, we have to mention about UFC, Robbie. UFC and drug testing USADA set to part ways 2024.
0: Yeah, John Jones is happy as fuck and so is McGregor. So
1: John Jones is doing cocaine and steroids, probably mixed up with each other. He's probably injecting cocaine and snorting steroids right now. Yep. Yep. But that uh, that's really all I got for this uh, this big UFC news, Mr. Robert.
0: I'll tell you what. When all, I mean, think about, I gotta find the tweet of, you know, what's happened in UFC recently. It's been fucking insane. Uh, Let me load up here on X. I'll go to my profile and I'll go under my likes. Oh, why is there porn? Just kidding. There's no porn, just a bunch of sports.
1: Uh, Also, Bob is saying that uh, he saw a quote from TalkSport.com from Dana White saying that there is no chance of a Ronda Rousey returning to UFC.
0: And there was no chance Brock Lesnar was going to fight a UFC 200, but it happened. Yeah, Dana Um, White knows how to sell. Dana they White all know knows how to sell. Now that they're merged, they all know how to sell. And it makes sense. It makes sense for Ronda Rousey to fight with the merger with WWE and UFC. Yeah. Um, MMA, over the last 24 hours, this was on the 11th at 8.23 p.m. California started in a MMA retirement fund. Charles Oliveira rumors were out. It was confirmed. Alexander Volkanovsky accepted a late match to notice instead of using uh, Gamra or Gamroot, whatever the fuck his name is. UFC event in Saudi Arabia is confirmed. Paula Costa rumored and then Confirmed. Kamara Usman replacing him. Moving up to middleweight. Conor McGregor re-enters the USADA testing pool. USADA and UFC announce the relationship ends in 2024.
1: Also, before we uh, let you guys go for the night, one last thing about UFC. Although Volkanovski is stepping up to fight this fight, Apparently this does not rule him out to fight in Toronto come in January. So yeah,
0: he said he still wants to. He's so, a man.
1: did the guys a fucking tank, man. And hey, the thing with Volkanovski, yeah, even when he did lose to he ak- didn't really take a lot of damage. So I could definitely see him being the head- the headliner. I will be doing my best to get tickets for that Toronto fight because if Volkanovski can't fight, I get to see my favorite UFC fighter of all time fight for the second time ever. Max Holloway because it's rumored that he will be the guy to fight for the interim title against Tapiari or whatever the fuck that guy's name is if Volkanovski is unable to make this fight in Toronto in January. That'd be awesome,
0: but I'll tell you what. I think we held up the people's time long enough. Football's coming up Yep. very shortly, Zach. Uh, Thank everybody for tuning in and uh, listening to us. Just babble about sports continuously. We will be back live here on Monday. Uh, with more NHL coming in, uh, we will make our NHL season award predictions. We'll have some NBA. Uh, maybe we'll break down the conferences by the week—the Eastern and the Western. But uh, next week should be a good one. Uh, football games. Let's hope some of them live up to hype because a lot of it looks like a lot of sleeping, losing—you know, guaranteed wins essentially. But uh, we'll see, folks. Anything can happen in the game of football. See if the Braves could survive against the Phillies. Um, we got the Battle of Texas for the ALCS. We'll see who the dying backs will face between the Braves and the Phillies. Until then, I'm done babbling. See you all Monday, Zachary. Take us out.
1: You heard my co-host, Mr. Robert Clark. We have a big anticipated episode coming to you guys Monday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, folks. And we will see you motherfuckers then. And guys, there's only one thing left to say. Stay sexy. A sports game. Bye.